go. Quake Show on three. One, two, three. Quake Show. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Quake Show Show. I'm your host, Hunter Taubes. We have a loaded episode for you today, as packed as it could possibly be for a fall ball episode. Before we get into the interview with David Shoemaker, I know last episode I said it would be with an alumni, Michael Green, had some technical difficulties with the file, so we're actually having to re-record that um, sometime soon, and we're going to put out that episode. Hopefully next week we could uh, be able to get that done. So like I said, before we get into the interview with David Shoemaker, who's a senior left-handed pitcher on the team this year, we're going to get into the updates. As you may have seen on social media, we are doing our Fall World Series right now. Coach DeMaria's team, man, they are just, just giving it to Coach Santella's team. They're up 2-0 right now in the series. It's a best of five. Game three will be this coming Friday, so just two days from now. Coach DeMaria's team could be hoisting up the trophy. Not a great look for the blue team right now, but overall, red team just pushing all the right buttons. Danny Heinz is seven strikeouts in game one propelled them to victory. Team Red won 2-0 that game. In game two for the red team, it was Nate Polo and Seth Wirtrum with some late-game heroics. Nate Polo working a walk to set up some sort of rally, and then Seth Wirtrum driving in three runs on a double to left field. That was uh, in the bottom of the sixth inning because they were the home team, tie game, and they uh, they ended up winning that game 6-2. to two. So it's really just a great competitive atmosphere for everyone to get into the swing of things really for the freshmen to get another taste at what the season really could look like. You know, this competitiveness, the competitive edge between players. I'll keep the content coming. The players seem to have a lot of fun with it. And uh, yeah, hope you keep following along. Hope, hope you keep liking the updates. And if you're listening to this as a parent, I hope your child's team is doing well and they're not on the blue team, frankly. Dinner on the Diamond is coming up. Penn Baseball alumni, parents, and friends, a reminder to sign up for the team's annual Dinner on the Diamond event sponsored by the Briar Family Foundation. The event will be on Saturday, November 5th, starting at 5.30 p.m. To register for Dinner on the Diamond, you're going to hit the link that I'm going to post in the podcast description, and, ho- and you need to register by Friday, October 28th, so about a week before the event. All proceeds go to help support the Penn Baseball and our incredible student-athletes as we vie for another Ivy League championship. A couple weeks away, should be a great event, great night with um, alumni, family, friends, and the student-athletes. I also wanted to make a quick mention that Coach Yurkow received a contract extension for the next four years. Coach has compiled a 169-147-1 and record in nine seasons as the Penn head coach including a 90, 52, and 1 mark in Ivy League play. Now, I don't really know where that one came from. Uh, I was just sort of reading the press release and going back to the stats. I can't find that one single tie, so don't ask me. But during his tenure as head coach, he's had 53 all-Ivy League selections, including two players of the year, two pitchers of the year, three rookies of the year, and nine MLB draft picks. So congratulations to Coach Yurkow on this extension, and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Earlier this week, we also released the schedule for the 2023 season. So this year, we're going to open up at South Carolina for three games. Then we're going to come home, go back out on the road for our spring break trip against Lamar, Nickel State, and Tulane. So flying back out to Texas and then driving across and hitting Louisiana. Our non-conference schedule includes a home-and-home with Villanova, hosting UMass for a three-game series, midweeks that feature Lehigh, Monmouth, Ryder, and Delaware, and the Liberty Bell Classic, 
which we open up against Lafayette. This year, the our Ivy League schedule is inverted from last year. So whoever we travel to last year, we will host. Whoever we hosted last year, we will travel to. So we host Harvard, Princeton, Yale, and Columbia, which will wrap up the regular season. And we travel to Dartmouth, Brown, and Cornell in that order. The last weekend of the season, we host Columbia, like I previously mentioned. And that is followed by the inaugural Ivy League tournament featuring the top four teams in the Ivy League instead of the top two playing in a series. The winner of that will have an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament and a chance at Omaha. Last quick update before we get into the interview. We have a high school team camp that is still open for registration. The dates are July 7th through 9th and July 28th through 30th. This is a 16U event. Spots available, but they are filling fast. So if you're interested, contact Coach Mike Santello at S-A-N-T-E-L-L-O at upenn.edu to register. I'll also be putting his email in the show notes, so you can click that if you're interested. I'll also be putting out a graphic at some point today. So like I previously mentioned, a lot of updates for this week. All the information will be in the show notes. Now let's get into my interview with David Shoemaker, left-handed pitcher for the Quakers, who will be a senior in the 2023 season. All right, everyone, today I got David Shoemaker, left-handed pitcher out of the bullpen for the Penn Quakers. David, what's going on, dude? Good to have you on. Hey, man. I'm excited to be here. Just awesome. getting breakfast. <laughs> All right. Basically, uh, we're going to run through some questions and uh, basically just, you know, banter a little bit, do some, uh, just hang out. So um, go back to before your Penn days, want to talk about your specific recruiting process, right? What coach first noticed you? What drew you to campus? Sort of, let's get a little insight onto that. Yeah. So I was recruited pretty early, uh, the summer before you know, my sophomore, junior year. I can't remember. It's a long time ago. And um, I knew that I wanted to go to a school for academics. And so um, towards the end of my first high school season, um, I looked up schools that I wanted to go to, looked into academics, athletics. And um, before every outing in the summer, I would send out like 25, 30 emails to different coaches. And like the rules are like they're not allowed to respond. So you're just hoping to see it. Right. And um, so I did that all summer. And then I went to a showcase in New Jersey. And um, just coincidentally, my dad was in Philadelphia for like work. Mm -hmm. I went to stay with him for a night um, just to see this, uh, the city. And my coach called me like 10 p.m. and was like, hey, I just talked to the pen coach. You're going to go visit him at like eight in the morning on campus. I'm like, okay, let's go. Right. Um, so yeah, I went and I visited Yerk, um, showed me through campus. I loved it. Uh, showed me like the Wharton building, which was big. Um, and then most of my contacts were actually through Sam um, for the rest of the summer. And then in August, I went to a showcase uh, on Long Island, did pretty well. And I had a call, I haven't told anyone this story. I had a call with Sam. Um, we called every Thursday at noon and I had to call him. So like, it had to be right at noon. Right, so you had to be responsible for it. Yeah, and so I was perfect, right at noon, all summer long. And after I did well at the showcase and I thought he was gonna offer me, I was like, all right, Thursday's gonna come. I'm gonna call him at noon, he's gonna hmm. offer. It'll be great. And I got in trouble with my parents that morning. And I had to like go mow the lawn at like 11.45. And I'm out there just upset, like super mad, mowing the lawn. And um, I'm like, oh my God, check my phone. It's like 12.10. I'm like, oh, I totally just blew it. 
call him, Sam, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm cutting the grass. I'm so sorry. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, we warned you. And then um, offered me right there, and I committed a week later. That's awesome. That's a funny story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's um, always stories like that that you hear, just uh, random stuff like that, you know? Super random. Um, you mentioned uh, York showing you the Wharton building. What's it like to balance, you know, obviously a really top academic program with a, being a division of one athlete? What's sort of the balance, the give and take there? Yeah, um, it was very hard freshman year, especially mm-hmm. You know, freshman fall was pre-COVID, so everything was very normal. Um, and I struggled a little bit, but once you plan it down, like the, the big thing for me was always just like having a paper planner and a second I get an assignment, write it in. And then, um, you know, I never really allowed myself, at least freshman and sophomore year, um, to like go out or like go hang out with friends unless my assignments for the next day were done. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just being proactive and planning was what got ahead of that. But I mean, there are definitely days where you're going to have to be working till 1030 or 11 at night. If you have a test the next day or, you know, if you have practice till six or seven, you need to go in extra work after. So um, it's definitely a lot and it takes mm-hmm. time. But once you learn how to plan it out and um, I mean, it's nice also living with the guys like you're kind of going through it together. So, you know, it's not too bad once you get the hang of it. Right. When I, I was speaking to a couple of the freshmen, um, obviously this past season, saying that, you know, it was a really tough transition for them in the fall. Is that sort of the case with everyone? If their first, your first fall on campus, being an athlete, that's a sort of tough go? Yeah, it's kind of, usually it's for people's like first time away from home. Yeah. Uh, first time having to like fully take care of yourself. You're going to get, you're really going to get punched in the teeth and you just got to keep going through it. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we try as like upperclassmen, because when I was a freshman, the upperclassmen were super helpful. So we always try to like, you know, whenever you guys need help, just ask a question. Never be afraid to ask a question. Um, hmm. But yeah, no doubt it's going to be tough for everybody. Was there an upperclassman, you know, as you were a freshman and sophomore, was there an upperclassman that really took you under your uh, their wing? Yeah, so when I was a uh, freshman, one of our seniors and captains, um, his name was Chris Adams. We went mm-hmm. to high school together. Okay. Um, so we went to high school together. He worked for Merrill Lynch, and I'm in the same exact program now. Um, gotcha. So... He, like any question I had, I basically just asked him and uh, he took good care of us. And also Jake Sadowitz, uh, he's working investment banking at Jeffries right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through those two a lot, just with questions about school um, and baseball. And they were both very helpful. Got it. Okay. Now, now that you're you know, going to be a senior, has there been one specific either player, pitcher on the staff that you've sort of transitioned to taking under your wing and sort of being that role model like those two guys were for you? Yeah, so kind of coming full circle, mm-hmm. uh, there's not really a pitcher, but um, uh, freshman last year, Nate Polo, also yeah. went to our high, my high school. Right, right. So I made sure to just, um, you know, have him ask questions, tell him like what I'm doing, what to do, mm-hmm. like, what mistakes that I made. Right. Um, and yeah, anyone, like any freshman that, that reaches out, we kind of get along and I try my best to help. And then um, obviously, is the boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we actually hung out a couple of times this summer, got a couple of lifts in. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, he was telling me at youth camp that uh, he stayed at the um, at your place for a little bit. Yeah, so. yeah he came over. He took Fortune's uh, room. Don't tell Steve, but. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was nice. We got a couple, a couple of days of work in, which is good. Awesome, awesome. So I'm going to run through some of your stats from this past season. Yep. 21 appearances, right? Most in the bullpen, four more than anyone else, you know, appearances out of the pen. It recorded 25 innings with a 2.16 ERA, a 1.12 whip, 
23 strikeouts, 12 hits, and only two of them were for extra bases, holding opponents to a batting average of 152. Coach Schwartz, Coach Yerk really showed that they had confidence in you to keep going back at you, not just against lefties, but for righties also. After two sort of really weird seasons, what does that mean to you? You know, the work you pay, the work that's really paying off to be that, really that go-to arm out of the pen. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was awesome. Like the first two years, I struggled a ton. You know, freshman year kind of coming in, I got to pitch opening day mm-hmm. and I went out and just like didn't do great. And um, so I ended up, I had two appearances freshman year for like a 30 something ERA. And then <laughs> last year I was recovering from some surgeries, but mm-hmm. I still like didn't pitch great. I had like an 18 ERA last year and I joked about it with Jackson too. Um, so it was kind of like a lot of pent up frustration, um, but just kept working. And yeah, it felt really good to finally be back, play a full season and actually do well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, there was a lot of learning that went on the first couple of years in terms of like freshman year. It was, you know, I kind of, watched scaff because scaff was like you know reigning pitcher of the year worked right. really hard and then um talking with joe and kevin a lot because you know those were kind of our guys sophomore year and then um brendan bean kind of just listening to his mentality was kind of just it clicked we spent a lot of time together we roomed together um on trips so right right oh no yeah there was definitely a lot of work that went in and it felt it felt good to have a pretty good year gotcha so pregame during warm-ups during bp uh, hitting fungos, you always are bouncing the ball <laughs> off the barrel of your bat. Yeah. I want to know what's the highest you've ever gotten. Uh, oh, I tweeted it one time. It was like 128 or something, and then okay. the last Sunday I went for, I went for like 150, and I was getting it, getting it, getting it, and I got like 124. I just lost mm. my record before, but we're definitely going to come back next year. We'll get up. All there. right. We'll All have right. Cool. There, so it'll be good. All right. Um, you know, at practice during BP again when you're fielding fungos or whatever, you're always telling Yerk and Schwartz that you dropped bombs in high school. You think if Yerk looks down towards the end of the dugout and he sees you, you think he's like, ah, oh, shoemaker. You know, I wish I could put him into hit. Or you think or you you think there's a slight chance that if you step into the box that you could put together a decent at bat. So yeah, like in May, absolutely. You know, I, I hit bombs in high school. I stand right. by them. <laughs> pretty fast i ran like a six eight six seven in high school okay and then this summer i was playing summer ball and um i was telling my summer ball coach like hey like let me hit you know i hit nukes let it happen mm-hmm. and he's like okay okay fine and so i get up there i step into the box bang strike out oh my god second <laughs> at bat. I'm like, all right i struck out once i'm confident i'm comfortable bang second at bat strike out i'm like, all right so, i'm not sure it'll be talked about as much this year but uh right let's stick to throwing the ball um, yeah, batting practice bombs. I'll stick by that. All right. All right. Um, all right. So now we're going to get to the, my hit and run little section. Basically, I'm going to ask a question. First thing that pops into your head, first answer, and uh, sort of quick off the top of your head. All right. Favorite place to eat at campus? Pattaya. Mm, okay. Uh, favorite class you've taken at Penn? Uh, Wharton 201, which is like a communications class. Desert Island, give me three movies that you want to watch for the rest of your life. Um, Goodfellas, The Other Guys, and Step Brothers. Nice. All right. Three comedies, three good picks. Well, not three comedies, but three uh, three good picks. Yes. Favorite video game? Uh, NCAA Football 14. That's a, throw, that's a throwback right there. Without a doubt. Who was, who was on the cover of that? Um, um, the Michigan guy. Yeah, it was the Michigan running back, right? 
Yeah. That was um, so good. <laughs> who are your favorite baseball team and your favorite player? Um, the Yankees and probably Max Scherzer, just because okay. nuts. Because he's a because he's a freak. Did you see? By the way, last night, um, after he struck out Judge to end the uh, either the sixth or seventh with runners on. See what he was doing in the dugout. Well, it's like I, I swear he was going to break someone's hand with yeah, how hard he was giving them hot. He's he is a psychopath. Um, I love him though. Uh, <laughs> greatest baseball player of all time. Barry Bonds. Stand by that. All right. Uh, last one. Favorite musician. Kanye West. Greatest of all time. Nice. All right. Two goats to end it. Um, last question. Plug your social media so the listeners can give you a follow and uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want. Um, Twitter or Twitter's private. Don't follow me on Twitter. All right. Don't no, no following you on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Instagram is national four national four. All right. Yeah. Make sure you give you a follow uh, shoe. Anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, nope. Just, you know, getting ready for next year and it's going to be another great year. Absolutely. It'd be excited down in a uh, West Philly, right? Oh yeah. Cool. All right, everyone. This was David Shoemaker on the quick show show. David, have a good one. Thanks for joining me. Good jobs. <laughs> Once again, just huge shout out to David Shoemaker for spending some time with me on the podcast. Really appreciate him taking some time out of his day to uh, sit down and record with me for a little bit. Hopefully, next week I will be putting out an interview with Michael Green. Again, just alumni, huge supporter of the program, who still is very involved to this day. Hopefully, we'll have that interview next week. Otherwise. I don't really know what interview I'll put out next week. I got a couple stored, but uh, I'm hoping it's Mike Green's, but maybe it's not. I don't know. All that being said, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and I will speak to you next week. Go, Quake Show on three, one, two, three, Quake Show.